it's Friday, and you're back with the Snakes cast, and with George and Mandy. Hey guys! Hello! Hi! And we're going to finish up our conversation today about creating your own home library of games. So we finished up, George, with you mentioning the concept of sort of a coffee table game, essentially. Uh, And this is a concept that exists widely with uh, books. You might leave a a fancy book on your coffee table or something like that. Um, Some people even do it with recent films. Uh, You know, you wander in and the DVD of Avengers Infinity War is sitting on your coffee table and you're like, oh, hi. Uh, Fictional story, by the way. Um, (laughs) At least for the time of uh, recording this. Uh, (laughs) Games are also something you can do that with. Yeah, and some people just leave something sticking out of a bookcase. But you really, there are some things that are really just beautiful enough or interesting enough to stick on a coffee table. So absolutely. What sort of thing would you do that with? Um, well, I know that Kickstarter games tend to. A lot of my gamer friends, you know, once they get a Kickstarter, they want to put out the Dinosaur Island. Or, oh yeah. You know, I, I was looking at the the Batman Chronicles. Like, I really wanted to get that, and I just, I think I wanted to get it just to to show it off more than uh, play it. I probably. Would rarely play it but if i could show off all those beautiful minis and just have this giant box of batman especially with like dino island where like there's certain things you can't get in the retail version like you know the the beautiful heavy coins and the the pogs and like it's kind of like a badge of honor like oh yes i have the 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 kickstarter yeah and then same thing with like rising sun because it for a while you couldn't get it we can buy it now but and sometimes having those games are the the way to initiate the game night like i know with rising sun lately uh i feel like people are buying that just because they know uh, a lot of my coworkers, at least, you know, they want to have their own copy because they know it's an easy way to get a bunch of people over to play yeah, some it's like, games. Come hang out with me. I have Rising Sun. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you just have the base set. I have all the Kickstarter expansions. So uh, yeah, we're we're gaming at my house. <laughs> and this is absolutely an excellent way to bring over the gamers in your group. I think the Kickstarters yeah. are so good for attracting, especially if you're the only person that's kickstarted it so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I know I'm not getting Gotham City Chronicles. That's just too much money for me right yeah. now. But if I know someone who has got that, I will be over there in a flash. Yeah, yeah, uh, to find out what that one's like. Oh, I had people like signing up before. You know, like I'm like talking about Kickstarter, and they're like, "Oh, sign- yeah, I'll be over the first so, week to get it." Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll bring these snacks, like, that far in advance planning. Oh, for sure. What about something that's going to bring over, or not bring over people, but something that is going to perhaps get somebody to open up to the hobby because they see something cool? That's usually my Tales of Arabian Nights game. Uh, Oh, good choice. Yeah, because I I played it a bunch with uh, Amanda, who's, I think, also been on the Snake cast a couple times. Uh, We brought it with us on vacation, and uh, this is how much we love this game. We played it in the lobby on vacation. Um, (laughs) Yes. So, but explaining it to people, it's like, you know, it looks fiddly. It looks like fantastical. It's got a huge book that comes along with it. It's a choose your own adventure, essentially, though. So you don't need to be super great at strategy to play it. And so it's... it's a, a kind of a showstopper and easy way to get people who don't think they're good at games to play games. Yeah, that's actually a really good call. And if, if someone's not interested in the fantastical element, you could also try them on Agents of Smirch. Yes. Uh, which is the same thing, but Cold War kind of over-the-top James Bond. Um, I, yeah, I, good chat. I had some luck with Magic Maze when it first came out. For a little while, mm. it wasn't available in Canada, and um, I just had to get my hands on a copy. I did. I got one a little early, and... Um, I just leave it out, and people are like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Oh, so we're gonna just all be like fighting at the same time. We're gonna be, like running around. It's real time, cooperative." And people are like, "What?" Scratching their head, but they had to see it. And 
I will, like it didn't click with everybody, but most of the time people were like, "This is so unique. This is so fun." Like, like you know, and it was a hit a lot of the time. I think I am cheating when I say it's in my library because I'm planning to put it in my library. Is mm. the Art of Chill with Bob Ross? Oh, <laughs> because um, to the non-gamer community, oh, like yeah. he's well, he's like a folk hero to many he's just the greatest absolutely um so like i can just picture him ahead many of my friends walking in and being like what is this it's bob ross and then getting them to play essentially a game that's kind of like ticket to ride you're like set collecting creating paintings absolutely. so it's like tricking them into playing some that cat pictionary game that's another one oh really. yeah <laughs> the cat, the cat game. yeah yeah that's um, cool i've had a lot of luck um i mentioned these just a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about building and growing games uh the ken follett series world without end and the pillars of the earth because the boards and the artwork in them are so beautiful yeah um i i actually unintentionally i'd left a board out after playing it once and someone said oh what's that i want to have a go yeah um, unintentionally <laughs> wink wink i'm kidding <laughs> no completely for, for one no, that, normally that would be a fair judgment but no this was this was truly unintentional like when you but, left your box of gloomhaven just open on the floor yeah. like casually <laughs> no, I wouldn't leave that open on the floor. Ex- My cat would sit in. Yeah, that's true. It just arrived. Ex Libra has been great for that too because it's oh, got yeah. those fun meeples and people. I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah. it's got a little gelatinous cube, and they're like, what else is in there? And uh, and the yeah. book names endless hours reading those yeah. out and chuckling. Oh, it's such, so funny, so much fun. Um, it's great for that. Um, and then in that sense too, like these nice pieces. I think we were talking about like how to pimp out your favorite games. So I was just going to ask that is yeah what do, what do you guys do because I you see you know sometimes games come with a metal coin or something mm-hmm. if you kickstart them or they come with miniatures instead of meeples or something like that. But then you can also do something to your own game, right? Yeah. I love I actually really enjoy when I find like the perfect component on my own. I know there's some websites out there that uh offer and please go check them out. There's so many fun websites that offer like custom pieces for board games, new dice, fancy dice. Uh, you know all the custom faces and stuff but if i can find my own uh pieces for a game i it's so satisfying i'm really into great western trail and i want to get like the classic toy cowboys like to like instead of like the little meeples yeah and then um another thing is uh i've been planning on replacing with the, the the coins with paper money and i just think that would be like this nice authentic kind of touch for like the wild west theme right the uh, uh, the money material they used in Dice Town is really nice. It's like got a material paper feel to it, right. which really adds yeah. an extra layer to that. But similarly, like I like painting minis, so even games that aren't well known for their minis right. um, are super fun to just kind of like add a layer of depth to um, certain things. Sometimes you can just swap a mini, like you know, you find you have it for your your gaming group or whatever but you can like pull over those trolls and like throw them in another game or whatever you know or uh it might just be a generic skeleton in the game box or whatever but you can pull out some minis and like have a lot more fun with it when uh we're playing my group is playing descent we often take uh, the components from hero quest the right. decorative pieces yeah. from it and just like make like it's become so commonplace now we just kind of make the level look more cool with actual oh. treasure chests and actual Hero Quest is almost worth buying just for all those customized yeah, exactly. pieces. You can just pull them out for so many things, whether it's board games or role playing, or you know, it's a great investment in that sense. Um, what else do you guys like to uh, do? You, uh, customize your games with not other than the minis, and I like uh, when they're resource tokens. I like having them shaped like the resources. So the animeeples over oh. cubes every time. 
Um, Scythe, but Scythe has Scythe some, has some really beautiful resource ones that you can buy as well. I just got Explorers of the North Sea recently, and it actually comes with the animals in that are all. I saw that yesterday. Right. Yeah. So you've got your little sheep and your chickens and your goats and your cows, and it's so cute. Uh, they are really, and they they come with the game. That's not pimping out. Um, but the big game I really want to pimp out, and I'll never have the money to do it at this rate. But I would love to is Arkham Horror. Because Fantasy Flight's actually released miniature ranges. I don't know if they're even still in stock. They may have been an old hat thing at this point. But you could get miniatures of all the monsters, all the characters, Mm. and just have them all to actually play with. And I just think that would be such a cool concept. A lot of games have those gray plastic pieces. And if you have a friend that's into the hobby uh, of painting, it's such like... They sometimes welcome the opportunity to to paint some new fun stuff. So I think that can be like a fun way to get together with some friends too you know uh let's get to paint some of these things and then we'll play it next week or whatever um and maybe you can swap and that way you're doing uh, some creative like keeping things fresh for yourself right for uh, sure and one thing i'd like to touch on very briefly which is something i think i'm probably the only one with experience with at this particular table right now um but one last thing i think is really good to put into your collection is a couple of solitaire games mm-hmm. if you are a big gamer and actually, this touches onto something I think you were saying, George, on Monday, possibly, uh, where you were talking about having games that you know don't necessarily get played all that often, or you don't have the people to come around and play. Right. I A lot of the games I buy have a solitaire built into them to begin with, or they have a variant or something, because that way, if I don't get people around, I can still play them. Yeah. And I, what the one thing that has saved for me massively is having every, tons of stuff on a shelf that never comes off it. Yeah. <laughs> I still have a few of those. Yeah. But I do get to sit down and play most of my collection, whether or not I have friends around. It's, um, it's also nice to see that a lot of the newer games coming out are incorporating that in there. Yes. Um, so, like, uh, Terraforming Mars. Yep. Does Scythe have a solo? Scythe has a solo yep. mode. They have and, the Automa, like, sort of opponent that mm-hmm. plays against you. And then I think you and I probably would agree that Agricola solo is almost superior to actually playing Agricola regularly. <laughs> I've never played it regularly. But I feel like I would prefer the solo mode just because of that long-term thinking that you can do when yeah. you're playing by yourself. Yeah, and I think this is... The other thing with this is I... I and I've said this on this show before uh, when we did the solo games episode a few uh, couple of months ago now, I think. It allows me to buy more complicated things than my game group wants to play. You know, I can chew into Gloomhaven by myself if I want to, uh, which is great. Yeah. Having a game that huge that you can play by yourself is. I didn't even Nirvana know you could do that solo. Um, Kingdom. I didn't know that you yeah, could do 100%. that. That's awesome. Kingdom Death Monster. Like I've been trying to talk myself into that being a smart investment, and the fact that you can play it solo is huge because then I can like leave it out and you know get one session in one week, and then just have it on like the back table. Yeah. and come back to it and you know if you're spending that much money on something like that's definitely a consideration yeah for sure and I think the one thing I'd like to leave you with then is the Monday episode of Solo Games if you like which I have talked about previously on this podcast but I would suggest Friday I would suggest the Forbidden series from Matt Leacock start with Forbidden Island but you know by all means any of those or the Pandemic Games uh, and I would also suggest a game called Hostage Negotiator uh, which is a fabulous little solo game which uh, I will talk about when a topic gives me more time to talk about <laughs> it but uh, it's I entirely recommend that it just came out with a really good app actually as well um, which I'm yet to try myself but I've heard very good things about but those are just some things to look out for if you want something in your collection that you can pull out and play by yourself and none of them takes much longer than probably half an hour so yeah so there's some food for thought for you 
And with that, I think that's about all the time we've got for this week. But hopefully that's given you some ideas to build your own home collection with. And as I said on Wednesday, please do get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com if you have any suggestions or questions about the uh, topic that we've been discussing this week, or indeed any week. Uh, thank you very much to George and Mandy for coming on and talking to us about this. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. The Snakes cast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else's. Join us next week when we are going to be talking about games that you can take to your cottage, on vacation, away with you somewhere else. And we will see you then. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.